guys are into clapping today. That's awesome. Well, it was a cold and rainy night. I love that. <laughs> that was almost like once upon a time, wasn't it? It was a cold and rainy night, and the streets were deserted. And the local baker was closing up shop. And this young man runs in, and his umbrella is turned inside out, and he's wet to the bone. I mean, just shivering, cold, wet to the bone. And he says to the baker, he says, I'll have one bagel, please. And the baker says, one bagel, only one bagel? And he says, yeah, I need one bagel for Bernice. And the baker says, oh, you're married? And he says, well, what do you think? My mom would never send me out on a night like this. <laughs> Moms love their little boys, don't they? <laughs> and wives, well, you guys do a great job taking care of us. <laughs> I know Buddy would do that. He would go out on a night like that to get one bagel for me. Uh, last night, he gave a message to his mom online, and it was just so, so beautiful. It was so nice. Well, today we're honoring mothers. And here's the thing that I know. There is no more important task than shaping the lives of the next generation. And that's exactly, good, bad, or ugly, that's exactly what mothers do. It's the most prestigious position on the face of the earth. This is what Ronald Reagan said about his mom. He said, from my mother, I learned the value of prayer, how to have dreams and believe that I could make them all come true. And I think his did. And his mother had a huge influence in his life. Sometimes I just don't think, moms, that we realize the power and the significance of that power that we can have to change generations to come. My heart always sinks a little when I hear somebody buy into this cultural mentality that somehow says that motherhood is inferior to a career. Now, I have a career, and I'm a mom, and I can't see how motherhood is inferior to a career. When motherhood changes the course of generations, I mean, think about it. Humanity wouldn't even exist without mothers, right? I mean, fathers have a little bit to do with it too, but <laughs> humanity would not exist without mothers. I would say, moms, that and dads, that and children, that is pretty significant, wouldn't you say? So today we honor moms, and we're celebrating moms to say thank you you know, sometimes we can't say thank you for how you treated me, but we can say thank you for giving me life. Because if it were not for you, I wouldn't be here. And so we celebrate moms today and the life that they've infused into this world. Watch this. Are you guys sure you got this? Yeah. The twins are plugged in, baby's asleep. How hard can this get? For men. Besides, I bumped into Chuck Norris at a Pizza Hut once. I think his powers rubbed off on me. Get out of here. Go on, enjoy your mommy getaway weekend. Oh, this weekend was a bad idea. Remember what happened last time we watched the kids? I'm not a pinata. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need help. 
warning, use of this product may alter your perception of reality. Everything looks the same. This is a joke. Guys, 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 it's like the Sahara in this cup. Can somebody hit me with some juice? <laughs> and listen, pulp, no pulp, doesn't make a difference to me. You're the ones dealing with the diaper. Mom goggles. Listen to daddy. You sit on your bottom, okay? Daddy's gonna come get you. Don't move. Don't dance. You sit on your bottom. Daddy's gonna come get you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you try to stop me. Yes, you did. Dude. Where are your mom goggles? They wouldn't fit over my hazmat suit. Take this. Oh, oh. You're so cute. <laughs> and then the little boy <laughs> rocked his mommy. Oh, I love you. Forever. I like you, too. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Oh, well, you take it and you fold it from corner to corner. No, I'm, I'm asking the question, how do moms do all of this? How do they handle it all? Well, maybe they have goggles we don't know about. It's as if God gave moms a special way of looking at things, you know? Okay, who taught you servanthood? Who modeled grace? Who gave you a taste of what God's love could look like? My mom, Mr. T, and my mom. Anyway, I, I just think God gave moms a special way of looking at things. Hey, honey. Hey, how's it going at home? It's all good. I guess you could say I'm starting to catch a glimpse of what your world looks like. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Mama. Hold on, your daughter wants to say something to you. I did mama. She says she misses you. And she realizes how important you are in her life. And she doesn't know how you do it. And she knows that she can't make it without you. She said all that, huh? I don't know if she said it. But it's what I wanted to say. And I should have said it a lot sooner. I thank God for you. The twins. Well, um, it, it was nothing. Um, I, 
We, we have to go, okay? Um, lo love you, Mommy. <laughs> oh, so that's so cute. <laughs> well, I realize on a day like today, I've, I've heard before that on Mother's Day, it's, it's very painful for some women. Uh, they feel the sting of being unable to be a mom. And so we honor those of us that have had a mom. So everybody that's ever had a mom, please stand. <laughs> now go ahead, I'm, I'm serious. If you've ever had a mom. <laughs> I, I wanted to see who was actually going to stay seated. Oh, where did you come from? <laughs> oh, Joe stood. Okay, you can be seated. That's one thing that we all have in common. We've all had a mom. And uh, so I decided last night, like I told you, Buddy had called his mom, and Kelly did as well, and asked them to watch online, and they gave a message to their mom. And so today... Uh, Jason, Jason called his mom, and I think his mom is online in Illinois, and isn't that sweet? And so she did, so, so she's watching. Oh, so everyone say, good morning, Jean. Good morning, Jean. <laughs> happy Mother's Day for me, too. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Well, Mom, um, that video, I, really that sums up even how I feel about the mother of my children. But, Mom, I just want to say thank you for never giving up. You know, the day that um, you took on being a single mom um, with Megan and I, and you just persevered through. And you, um, you helped develop me to become the man that I am today. And so thanks for not killing me in my teenage years. <laughs> and um, I'm just so glad that you're my mom, and I'm so grateful for you. I'm glad you get to worship with us online every week. And so happy Mother's Day, Mom. That was beautiful, and I hope you enjoyed that. Um, is there someone that has their mom here today? Anyone? Would, yeah, would, would you be willing to take a mic and just say two nice things or even one nice thing to your mom? <laughs> yeah, you would? Come, come and get the mic, or someone run this back to her. Here you go, sweetheart. Okay, run that back to her. All the way in the back. Okay, you both, you'll need to stand up if you can. <laughs> okay, it's all right if you don't want to. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Um, my mom is my inspiration, and she's my best friend. So, love you, Mom. I'm telling you, you can give flowers, you can give cards, you can give anything you want, but that right there is golden bars. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Anyone else have their mom that's could? Okay. I just wanted to say my mom, my mom is really beautiful, and I hope she um, helps me with my homework. <laughs> I asked another mom this morning, the two boys were standing there, two of the three boys, 
And I said, what did you guys do for your mom? And one said, I gave her money. And her mom said, yep, he gave me two cents. <laughs> and the other boy said, I made her breakfast in bed. And what did he make, Jen? Carrots, cherry tomatoes, and an apple. <laughs> <laughs> A carrot, cherry tomatoes, and an apple. Breakfast in bed. That is golden. <laughs> um, Gracie? Um, don't cry, Ma. <laughs> Come on up here and stand with her, Jody. Come on up. I know. <laughs> I haven't even said anything yet. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I appreciate all the things you do for me because you sacrifice so much for our swimming. Like, I can't imagine like anybody else doing that for us. And I just wanted to thank you because of how much you love us, and I love you so much, and you are the coolest person I've ever met, and I admire you because you, um, because of what you've had to go through with, um, in, in your life and just how you powered through everything, and I just love you so much. I'm telling you, there's no better gift for a mom. How about a husband that would say something, Tim, about... Oh, that's... That's true. Anyone, <laughs> anyone else? Is that... Is that... Okay. Look, You're going to make me cry. <laughs> you see, well, Mom? I just wanted to say that um, I have a very strong mother. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, I've been, uh, I just wanted to say I've been going through a lot of stuff. Um, I'm in recovery right now. Um, <laughs> my mom's been there since day one, and you can only imagine the stuff I put her through. And um, I'm very lucky to have a mom like her. And... Um, this is probably the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> but um, I just want to say that I love you, Mom, and thank you for everything. And happy Mother's Day. Wow, thank you guys so much. And for every story that we heard, uh, there's another one here. And so I would encourage you to say those words, say what you need to say. I love cards and I love texts and I love all of that. But for someone that I love to look me in the face and say what they really have in their heart is worth more than gold to me. Words are really important to me. And I know for a lot of moms, when you feel unappreciated or you feel unnoticed, 
that can go a long, 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 long way. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for your courage to respond, to do uh, what's going to heal. So I appreciate so much that. Well, this is my mom. And when I posted her picture on the right there last week, it came up as a memory. And I said, well, I'll just put it up and I'll think about my mom all week long. Uh, immediately, uh, in, even after I posted the one of when she was young, she's beautiful, huh? Both, both stages of life. And uh, immediately, I mean like after like after like and comment after comment after comment. And it was amazing to me that 20 years after her death, her memory still invokes a response from people where she still lives on and on and on in the hearts of so many. It just boggles my mind. I just am so thankful for the mom that I had. Now, she was a traditional stay-at-home mom. Uh, that's how you did it back in those days. She was born in the 20s, and then by the time I came along, I had three older brothers, and, and she stayed at home. I mean, she starched the sheets and the cuffs. and the, I mean, we looked good. We had a meal on the table every breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This was her role. She was a traditional mom, but at 47 years old, she was widowed. And my father didn't believe in insurance, and so when he died, all of the finances went away. And I watched her struggle. I just watched the struggle that she went through. And I watched her enter the workforce and push through and enter the workforce in her 50s for the very first time. How difficult was that? And I watched her go through the grief of her loss to go through depression and money worries. And um, I watched her have concerns about college for me. No one in my family had ever gone to college before. And her goal was to allow me to have a college education. And here she was, a single mom, had never worked outside the home, no finances. How was she going to do it? And I saw her make that happen. And I know that she was concerned for my little sister. She was only six years old when my father passed away. And so she became a single mom. And I watched her go through all of that. And I watched her push through, just like I heard some of the stories here this morning. And you know, those life circumstances could have deemed her completely powerless. They could have kept her down. But she pushed through. And as I look back at my mom... I realize now, and as I was thinking about her this week, and as I was preparing this message, what I realized at that young age of 15 through maybe 19 years old, I was watching this incredible display of faith, of a mother's faith. And while in the eyes of people, she may have looked like uh, someone who had never worked outside the home or someone that really didn't have a lot of skills. What I saw was somebody that had faith so deeply ingrained within her that it was kicking in and it was pushing her through and it was empowering her and it was allowing her to do things that she had never done in her life. She told me of her faith influence in her life and it was her grandmother. She watched her grandmother be baptized in a rain barrel. You know what a rain barrel is? And she would tell the story. This was the beginning of a faith lineage. My great-great-grandmother, my grandfather's mother. And my mother watched her grandmother come up out of that rain barrel and say, hallelujah. 
And that was huge in my mother's life. That was a significant life gate for my mom when that faith began to develop. She was influenced by two generations above her. And my mom's faith was at the very core of her being, which impacted me to have faith at the very core of my being. And I'm watching that faith impact the very core of my daughter's being, which has impacted the very core of her daughter's being. That faith goes deep. That is powerful, my friends. That is powerful. That is the power of a mother's faith to change the world, to impact future generations that will go on and on and on long after we're ever here. It can bring about miracles. There's this great story in 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7 about another widow that was left just like my mom was. Her husband had died and she had no finances and she had a debt to pay. There was a debt to pay and the creditors came knocking at the door. It's pretty scary, isn't it? But it's even scarier when the creditors said, and this was legal in that day, when they said, we're taking your sons as collateral for your debt. You have to pay up. We're placing your, so we will place your sons in slavery if you don't pay this debt. Now tell me the fear that that could invoke within a poor widow who felt completely powerless to do anything about her situation. And the, the prophet Elisha just happened to be coming through town that day. Think that was a coincidence? No, God always makes his word available. And she said to the prophet Elisha, she said, what do I do? And here's what the prophet said to her. He said, well, how much food do you have in the house? And she said, nothing. All I have is a jar of oil. Now, in those days, it wasn't like a great big vat of, of oil. It was about this much about a container this much that we use to anoint people if they're sick. And this was about how much oil she had. And she said, I have nothing. She must have been thinking about money or material possessions or something. But she said, I do have this. I do have this oil. And Elisha said to her, he said, then borrow many pots and pans from your friends and neighbors and go into your house then with your sons and shut the door behind you and then pour that olive oil from your jar into the pots and pans, setting them aside as they're filled. What? That seems crazy. This is all the oil I have and I'm going to go out and borrow pots and pans and then I'm going to pour this in and I'm going to fill this. That sounds crazy. But here's three little, little power-filled words that follow. So she did. So she did. God's word, you see, in that day, God's word was given through the prophets. That's how God communicated his word to people. And the prophets would give instruction just like he was this poor widow. Now today, this is what we have. And this is where I find my instruction. This is my guidebook. The prophet doesn't have to walk into my town. All I have to do is sit in my comfortable chair and pull his instruction right next to me, and I have it. 
And what did the poor widow do? She immediately listened and turned to that prophet. And she did what he said to do. This poor, seemingly powerless widow chose, she made a choice to turn to God and to obey what he said. What? This doesn't make sense. But you know what? I'm going to do it because this is what God says. I'm not going to wait till it makes sense to me. Nevertheless, she took what she had. She took what she had. No, she didn't have money. And don't we get our eyes on what we don't have instead of saying, here's what I do have. God's told me to take this, so I'll take it. My brother was always my oldest brother. He always said, I'd love to have a million dollars because if I had a million dollars, I'd give a lot of money away. You see, it was easy to say that. But what Elisha is saying is take what you have. You have one dollar, give a dime. You will be amazed at what God can do with that dime. The widow took what she had. Not talking about what she didn't have or getting her eyes on what she didn't have. She took what she had and she used it and she poured it out. And she said, I will share what I have. So Elisha instructed her to go out and get some pots and pans, which in some translations were called empty vessels. Go out and get some empty vessels. And you know what she did? She put legs to her obedience. She didn't sit around and say, okay, I obey you, God, and I've got this, so God, now it's your turn. You've got to do your thing. No, Elisha said, now it's your turn. Take action. Put legs to your faith. Go out and do what the word of God just told you to do. Go out and do it. So you know what she did? She took action. And in that day, to go out and ask to borrow something was very humiliating. It was awkward. It was hard. It was tough. It, people would ask these questions, and, and it would look just crazy for somebody to be doing that sort of thing. But did she care? No, she was following the word of God. She was taking what she had, and she was doing what the prophet had, had told her to do. And so she went out. You see, God takes great care in our lives. He takes great care to guide us in ways that test and develop our faith. He doesn't do it for us. I'm in the middle of something right now, and it's almost like, God, would you, we pray this way. We say, God, would you just intervene? Would you break this chain? And he's saying, nope, gay. You need to develop those faith muscles of yours. So you take that step out. You risk that a landmine or it's going to explode on you, but you follow me. You follow my word, and you watch what happens. This poor widow is my example. She's my hero, just like my mom. See, God takes great care. He loves us so much. He simply won't do some things that he wants us to do. We have to do our part, even if it's awkward. Well, and then a miracle happened. Her sons brought the pots and pans to her, and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to her sons. There aren't any more, they told her. And then the oil stopped. You see, the miracle, your miracle, is given according to the measure of your faith. 
And that has to do with the number of pots and pans that she went out and gathered up. You see, when they ran out of empty vessels, the oil stopped. Think about it. She was the one who'd gone out and chosen how many pots and pans she'd borrow. What if she would have risked more? What if she would have really trusted God more and stepped out and continued to borrow those pans? The oil would not have stopped until those pans were full. You see, borrowing a few vessels would have brought a little oil. Borrowing more could have brought even more. She determined how much oil would be poured out. The great theologian Spurgeon says this. He says, you and I, in the matter of spiritual blessings from God, have more to do with the measurement of our mercies than we think. We make our blessings really little because our prayers are so little. Moms, you know how we can know the measure of our faith? We have to ask ourselves, how much am I worrying? How much do I fear? And how much am I trusting? How much am I stepping out even when it seems crazy? In other words, how big is my God? How big is your God? That's the measure of our faith. What goes on to say, when she told the prophet what had happened, he said to her, go and sell the oil and pay your debt and there will be enough money, there will be enough money left for you and your sons to live out. Wow. With the power of a mother's faith, there will always be enough. Do you live in the fear that, oh, there's not going to be enough? That's a scarcity mentality. That is not trusting the Lord. The Lord gives us a promise, a promise that as we obey, as we step out in faith, as we take what we actually have, he will continue to fill the vessel and the oil will continue to flow according to how many empty pots we will bring to him. Do you live every day knowing that God is supplying enough? But he didn't say enough. He said even more. You'll have enough and even more. I saw my mom go on to live a very fulfilled life because her faith was so deep and she continued to push through that she didn't stop until she learned how to live the life of a single mom. And she continued to go to church and she continued to have faith and she continued to pray for her children that didn't know Jesus. And she, pray, she continued even when it looked crazy and there were no results. And I watched that powerful display of a mother's faith. How powerful is this? Not only a story from the Old Testament time thousands of years ago, but I saw that displayed right before my very eyes. Was my mother perfect? Absolutely not. We had our ups and downs. We were a mother and daughter. We were two people that intensely loved each other, but two people that really had our views on things as well. But she was an incredible display of faith. She received great power this poor widow did. She received God's power. You see, when we allow ourselves to be an empty vessel, the oil of the Holy Spirit will continue to flow as long as we remain empty 
and allow a place for the Holy Spirit to flow through us, filling us up. And there will always, always be enough. She obeyed God's word, though it seemed crazy. By faith, she took action, and she went on to sell that oil and pay the debt. And you know what? She saved her, her sons out of slavery, not, not because of the oil. We get our eyes on that. It was because of her faith. Because of her faith, not the provisions that God had given but because she stepped out, even when it seemed crazy, and she decided to obey God's word. And she took what she already had, what God had already given her, and she saw a miracle because of her faith. That mother's faith in God broke the chains of her poverty, both physically and spiritually. That faith broke the chains of her poverty not working harder, not getting more oil, the power of a mother's faith will break the chains of whatever it is that's going on in your life. And that same power is available to every single one of us. And her sons were watching. Her sons saw the power of their mother's faith and how it saved them. You see, we don't need to t teach our children how to have faith and say, you need to do this, you need to do that. We need to live it because it's caught. It's not taught. They will do what we do, the power of a mother's faith. You see, we get our eyes on what our kids need to do instead of saying, I need to be the one that has this extravagant faith. And that mother's faith that mother's faith in the Old Testament has impacted generations to come. That poor widow who doesn't even have a name, I know she did in that day, had no idea that we'd be talking about her on Mother's Day at Salem Fields Community Church in 2017. There is no greater privilege or honor than to affect and impact future generations. And mothers have the power to do just that. Well, as I look back on my mom this week, and again, I said we had our ups and downs, but I had great admiration for my mom, not how classy she was. And one of the adjectives that everybody used for my mom was she's a classy lady, and she was. She was a classy lady, and I admire that, but that's not the thing that stands out to me. Or her incredible cooking. Oh my gosh, she was an incredible cook. I could never live up to that. Uh, she didn't even let me cook when we were growing up. When I married Buddy, the only thing I could make was pancakes. <laughs> that poor Buddy. He doesn't eat pancakes to this day. <laughs> and my mom was an incredible cook, and I could... I admire her for that, oh, but, and I also admire her for the way that she nurtured me as a child. She was there for me. She read for me. She taught me all kinds of things. She took me to church. She, she did all of those things, and I admire that in her, but it's not those things. What I admire about my mom is the love that she had for God, the love that she had for her family, and the deep, deep, unrelenting steadfast faith that she never gave up on. Moms, do you realize 
the power that you have? We have power, and we will either abuse that power or we will allow God to pour the oil through us and put on a beautiful display of faith that when you're long gone, your children will have something to hold on to when they go through hard times as well. See, some of us may not have had moms like that, and I realize that, but there is really, really good news. You can be that mom. You can be that mom, and you can begin a lineage of faith that will go on and on and on for generations. Timothy was... Uh, an apostle that traveled around with Paul and they went around and they established the early church. Jesus had gone to heaven and they went around establishing churches and Timothy was at Paul's side. And Paul said to him, he said, I'm reminded, Timothy, of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois. And it traveled down through your mother, Eunice, And now I see it in you, Timothy. See, God wants to empower you to begin a generational lineage of faith. And so I want to say to mothers and to grandmothers who are living your faith out in front of your children and showing them what Jesus looks like, I want you to be encouraged today. You are offering a source of strength and a source of comfort to their lives that'll be there in the hard places of their life when you're not there. I have a niece. She was the daughter of my oldest brother, and he had three girls, and their mother passed away um, a couple of years ago, and I saw her post this article on, on Facebook, and it said, thank you for teaching me how to live without you. That's big. Your faith gives them something when you're not there. So moms, in your hectic day-to-day and that powerlessness that you feel and that helplessness and it seems like you get stuck and it seems like you go two steps forward and three steps back and that in those hectic days that you have, I want to tell you that your work, your prayers, your efforts, your patience, it may seem to be unappreciated and unnoticed, and I'm a mom, and I've felt that many, many times. But let me assure you, faith believes you're doing something of great importance that will last forever, and that'll go on and on through you. And you know what? You may never see the results, but faith does it anyway. You understand that? You may never see the results of your prayers, what you've been praying about, but faith goes on and does it anyway. Faith believes anyway. My mom and I, towards the end of her life, got in this tangled mess with my alcoholic sister. And I got stuck. I didn't know what to do because it was a very typical alcoholic um, uh, triangle. My mom was an enabler, I was the rescuer, and my sister was the alcoholic. My sister never really recovered. She found my father when she was six years old. And she never really recovered. And so this was an ongoing 
difficult relationship in my mom's life as well as mine. And I, I got help. I was in school at that time, and I had a supervisor, and I went to her and I said, I don't want to talk about professional things. I need help. And so she gave me some great advice. And she said, you need to just do something with your mom that has nothing to do with your sister. You just need to have a little fun together, you know? And uh, I thought, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. So I went to Jody and I said, Jody, why don't you and me and mom, your grandma, the three of us, just hop a plane, go out to my brother's house in Arizona, and we can sit around the pool and we can just love on each other and just have a good time with each other. So that's what we did. We hopped on a plane, we went out to my brother Gary's house, and my brother Gary is the oldest boy, and my mom adored him, and uh, he, he didn't know Jesus, and so she prayed for him his whole life. And uh, she prayed and prayed and prayed, and he was her firstborn, he loved, she loved that little boy, but it didn't matter to her, she loved him, we went out there, had such a good time, and uh, she just prayed for his salvation, and we got back, when we got back, my mom, about a week later, sent me a letter. And she said this. Oh, I've read another. Because <laughs> I bought her a book, and she said, you'll never know how much you getting me that book meant to me. But she says, it sure did me well on that trip. I was so glad for getting to visit with Gary, Jackie, and Jeff. It sure hurts my heart at their spiritual indifference. But my prayers are always going up for them. And God hears. and He knows. So I just have to keep trusting him that he knows all about it. You know, she never got to see my brother come to know the Lord. But she never stopped praying, never once. And it was later after she passed away, and he was about to pass away, he had lung cancer, I was able to lead my brother to the Lord. And he accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. Did it matter whether my mother prayed her whole life for my brother? She didn't need to see it. She knew that one day he'd accept Jesus. I got to benefit from the fruit of her faith and her prayers. And it was one week later after I got this letter that my mom checked into heaven. You know, my mom used to play the piano and she'd sing this song, I've got a mansion just over the hillside. She moved into her mansion one week later. So these were my last words from my mom. And this is what she said. Well, I better get going. It's time to go to church. That's why I will never give up on going to church. It matters. I want you to know I love and care for all of you very much. And you're continuously in my prayers. All my love, Mom. How do you like my pretty writing paper? That was my mom. 
Moms, never, ever underestimate the power that you have as a world changer. You're changing the world. You're changing the world. The next time you devalue yourself, you throw that out the door. You are a world changer. The power of a mother's faith has the power of the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. And those chains that you feel like are just keeping you down, that name of Jesus has the power to break every chain, the chain of insecurity, the chain of hopelessness, the chain of discouragement. You have power to break every chain. And you have the power to make a difference in the lives of generations that will go on and on and on and on. Never underestimate the power of a mother's faith. Let's worship. There is power
faith. Wow. It's incredible. What a great message for moms and for all of us. You know, I think back to Gay's grandmother, Gay's grandmother getting baptized in a water, uh, you know, that thing that catches a rain barrel. And she passed the faith to her mom. And one day we're sitting at home and Gay says to me, I want my daughter to grow up in the same kind of environment that I grew up in. And she said, I'm going back to church. And I said, I think I'll go with you. And two Sundays later, I gave my life to Christ. And uh, I was able to do the funeral of my brother who accepted Christ. The power of faith. My parents came to know Christ because I came to know Christ. My daughter knows Jesus and she's passed the faith to her kids. The power of a mother's faith. It goes on and on and on. God bless you, moms. I'm going to pray for you, okay? Father, we thank you. For the faith of our mothers, the faith of our wives and our children. And God, we just thank you for the power of faith in our lives, Lord. It's by faith that we received you and you saved us and you filled us with your spirit. And God, you've given us hope for a new future. But Lord, today I pray for every mom that's here, every mom that's online that's uh, worshiping with us there. And Father, those moms all around our building. And Lord, I just pray the power of God would rest upon them today. I pray there be any strongholds in their life that the name of Jesus, every chain would be broken. God, that hearts would be set free, that families would come to know Christ, Lord, and generation after generation after generation. So, Father, we're grateful for our mothers today. And I just pray that you'll wrap your loving arms around each one. I pray for all those that are here today that maybe uh, their mom has, has died and they're not here with them today. And I just pray, oh God, that you would give strength and peace in their hearts today. And God, that they would know that they know that you love them and just bring comfort in their lives. And Father, I pray for those moms today that are those ladies that may be here today that so desperately want to be a mom and that's not happened in their life yet. So I pray that you would bless everyone, every woman that's in this room today and that's uh, influenced by Salem Fields, Lord. I pray for them, Lord. I pray for that dad that's both dad and mom. And Lord, they go without recognition. And I pray for that dad that is a mom and is a dad. And I just pray, God, that you would bless each one. So fill our hearts with joy today as we leave, as we celebrate our moms, however we do that, Lord. And may this be a blessed day in all of our lives. And thank you, Jesus, for your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day. Don't forget to get your picture taken, moms, out in the... Uh, uh, and dads, if that's a mom, go do all that. We love you guys. God bless you. There is power in the name of Jesus.